Welcome to Hold My Popcorn. I'm Max Ely in Asheville. Without some Boston's Tim again. How are you, Timmy boy? Doing fantastic, Max. Uh, love James Bond movies. Uh, there's, you know, gratuitous violence and uh, the objectification of women. I mean, what could be a better Hold My Popcorn uh, movie? Set of movies here. Yeah. Tits, booze, and death. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's like our, that's like. Those are like our three pillars of the Hold My Popcorn, you know, the Hold My Popcorn Corporation. <laughs> what's the, the uh, what's that word? I can't think of it. Wait, but the religious thing, the threes. What are the three things? Trifecta, not trifecta. The, Triumphant. The Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost? Yeah. What is that? The Trinity? Trinity. The That's what it Trinity. is. Holy it's a, Trinity. It's the Holy Trinity of the podcast. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. I think I had COVID and my brain is not functioning uh, properly still. <laughs> I just took some uh, some some uh, Dayquil after waking up from a nap before this. So, all right, John couldn't make it in today, but we are uh, welcoming back Bill Dooley. How are you, Billy boy? Uh, I'm doing I'm doing swell. I've had I'm gonna let you guys know. As you know, I typically split a beer with Sam on every other Sunday, so I don't drink too much. Um, mm. And I am on my third drink of the day. I I had, I had a beer while I made dinner. I had wine while eating dinner and I'm having a whiskey right now. Oh, you got to look at Bill. Bill. This is the most I've had to drink in about, I don't know how old's the kid. Eight months, nine months. Look at Bill. (laughs) Cut scene to 45 minutes later where Bill is passed out. (laughs) Passed out. That's not how drunk works for me. I'm just going to be yelling at you guys incoherently. His his uh his laptop screen's gonna be cracked. That's what's yeah. gonna happen from him punching it. Fuck you, Max. Sam's just gonna be <laughs> Sam's just gonna be like, come on, Bill, come on, no, get out of here, devil woman. <laughs> Have your chew toy, Bill. Take your chew toy. Calm down. Just breaking furniture as I go. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck this hutch. I always hate this hutch. <laughs> oh, you like your crib, Walt? You like your crib? Boom. <laughs> Now fix it! <laughs> Bill's Mafia dive into it. Yeah. <laughs> it's where they got it from. <laughs> All right, well, today we're going to be starting our limited 007 debut series where uh, we'll be covering the first entries of all six actors that play Bond, but in reverse order. So first up in the 007 debut is James Bond and uh, is, uh, Daniel Craig. Jesus Christ, what the fuck did I write down? Anyway, it, we're, we're watching Casino Royale with Daniel Craig. Who needs a fucking intro for this? Fantastic movie. Fantastic intro, too. Yeah, nailed fantastic it. intro. I, I for totally a fantastic movie. It. Yes. In honor of the Olympics, Max, you stopped the landing, bud. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I got I to gotta ask, uh, do either of you know, is there a canon answer as to how, like, the different actors relate, like, is James Bond 007 a, a role, like a title that different people, a mantle that different people can take up? Is this like a retelling of the same character, like different Batman movies? Like, yeah. What, how does this work? It's always a reboot. It's a reboot. Okay. Yeah. Okay. They, they kind of, uh, they, they kind of teased it there for a minute in Skyfall that it, like James Bond could have been the code name, but then it turned out that it was not. And his okay. real name is James Bond. Yeah. It would have been kind of cool if that was the case, though. Yeah, yeah. Like the double, like double oh seven is like the code, and then James Bond is like your double, like your double code name. Like that, that would be pretty fucking sweet. Well, they well, did the- say in a couple of movies that like you know there's a double O status. So 
presumably there's like a set of double O agents and maybe like they cycle number seven in and out, like out as people die or whatever. But it might not always be James Bond. But as we'll see next, uh, next time, I mean, Sean Bean is double O six in GoldenEye. Right. And they've had some double, like a double O five, I think in one of the, in one of them, I think at some point. Yeah. This movie came out 16 years ago, by the way. That is how fucking nuts. (laughs) God. Oh, Couldn't good idea. Yeah. Outrageous. Yeah. How old were we when they came out? Then 18? No. 18. Uh, 16. No. 16 or 17. We, we, we graduated been, in 07. Yeah, yeah. So it had to either have been the spring of like junior year of high school or fall of senior year, something like that. So yeah. 17, 18, 16, yeah. Yeah. Wow. I, I, was, I was 36, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Your beard was just as luscious anyways. <laughs> no, in high school, I didn't have the beard up until senior year, even though I could have grown it up because I just, in my own mind, I'm like, I am too young to have a beard. <laughs> I have to shave this. This is embarrassing. I haven't earned this yet. No. I'll, I'll grow down in college and I'll look awesome. And I'll never <laughs> shave it off. But I forgot how good this movie is. Like, it's a near perfect action film. There's it enough really action good. eye candy for the dum-dums. Like, there's enough eye candy just for the, you know, the women for the other dum-dums, too. It's well shot. The plot is good. Like, the third act mm-hmm. is great, which in a lot of these movies, the third act is always fucking trash. Like, even, like, The Dark right. Knight, the third act isn't that good. And that's, like, an amazing movie. Um, not a lot of CGI, which they made a point of doing that, which is the reason why the movie holds up still. Like, it still looks great. Yeah, I can't oh, think of anything. Oh, it's like an acted movie. Different. Yeah. It's, yeah, and it's um, also directed by the guy who directed GoldenEye. So I guess if you're ever gonna like reboot the movie with a new actor, just bring this guy in. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, like J- the James Bond, except for like Timothy Dalton because he only did two movies. But there's kind of like an arc to all the James Bond main stars. You know, like you kind of start the movie off with like a good realistic just like spy action thriller and then it progressively gets more insane and then you end it with a good spy action thriller you know it's like it goes from realistic to like oh they're literally shooting lasers at space cows to (laughs) you know to like a real again so it's kind of interesting how they do that except for the Pierce Bronson movie because Tomorrow Never Dies is fucking trash I remember seeing that one in theaters too not good oh yeah no, God, no, not no. At all. And that is the reason why they did more practical effects in this one because they saw the CGI like a, even a few years later and they're like, this movie looks terrible. Like, we can't do mm-hmm. this again. Like, we need to make it more practical. Right. Yeah. Worked out though. Should we get into it? Yeah, Let's yeah, do yeah, it. Yeah. Okay. Movie opens up in a black and white noir flashback in Prague where James Bond earns his double O status by killing this corrupt MI6 chief as well as his crooked contact. I'll tell you what, drowning in a sink, not a good way to go. That would really mm-hmm. suck. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, I got them. I was just going to say, like, what really comes to mind when I see this stuff is, like, people's will to live is much stronger than that. Because, <laughs> like, if I, was, if I was in this MI6 guy's, like, shoes, I'd be like, yeah, I know you're probably, whatever happens, you, I'm probably going to die, so just do it. You know, Tim would take the gun out and shoot himself in the head. Yeah, I'm just not interested in this whole rigmarole where like we fight and then you eventually kill me in some gruesome manner. Why don't we just get to the chase? Cut to the chase here. 
I also just love how they, this movie, like this scene sets the tone, not the black and white, but just how like raw and gritty the fight is. Like mm-hmm. Bond is not, I mean, just dominating this guy. Like they're going back and forth. They're falling all over the place. He's slipping. He lost his gun. Like it's much more realistic than any of the other ones. Agreed. Yeah, yeah, I did like that. that. That fight scene in the bathroom was really good for that reason. It it didn't it didn't feel cartoonish at all. Mm-hmm. It felt very violent and very real. Yeah. Um, the the same kind of the same too with the uh, the way that he killed the MI6 guy. Where like they they had a little back and forth, but it like when it came down to it, he just like pulled up a gun and shot him like right like mid sentence. He didn't. There wasn't like we're not going to go on a fucking spiel here. You're you're going to die. Okay? Mm-hmm, which I yeah. like. Yeah, he's like yeah. this guy. Ain't, yeah, he's not waiting for the one liner. Like, even though he does deliver it, but he already killed the guy. Right. Mm -hmm. Did you guys also catch up on like the gang initiation style that in order to become a double O agent, you need to kill two people? Two kills. Yeah, yeah, Yeah. exactly. It's kind of dark. Yeah. I love it. They tattoo, they tattoo the teardrops on their butt cheeks. (laughs) (laughs) What what is the deal with the black and white though? Why I I didn't like that. Like I mean it's not like it's a huge detractor, but just why? It doesn't doesn't really flow at all or doesn't make any sense. I don't know what it adds. I felt like it was supposed to set the set the scene in the past, like this yeah. is some this is a, a sort of prelude to the mm-hmm. to the movie. Okay, yeah. Also, kind of sinister too with Bond is that you know he talks about the first killing and then he's talking about the second kill, even though he hasn't even killed this guy yet. But he's already he's already talking about it in past tense. He's right. just like you're already dead. <laughs> like it's like this guy is mm-hmm. yeah he's he's a fucking psychopath. Well, I mean like. The- it, I feel like this is sort of like the Dark Knight of the Bond franchise, where it sort of like made things dark mm-hmm. because, like a lot of the old 9/11. Bond movies, yeah, a lot of the old Bond movies. I mean, it was like Austin Powers. It was like Judo Chop. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> Judo Chop. Like that was the fight. <laughs> that was the fight sequences in those. It's like Sean Connery like slaps a guy across the face and then he falls into a like a tank full of sharks. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> Or like you push one guy and he hits two people from behind him and it's like a domino pyramid effect. Like, yeah. Right. Exactly. It's foolish. Yeah. Like that's a generational thing though. Sorry, Max. I just mm. like, I've, I've heard like, I mean, I've heard it from my dad, but then I've heard it from like a, a bunch of other people that are kind of in that, that age group that like, I've heard uh, of people, uh, numerous people from like 50 up that like hate that the Christopher Nolan Batman series, because to them, Batman is the, the kind of silly sixties show and like this, like this stuff doesn't, and it's the same thing with the Daniel Craig Bond movies that like, this isn't what James Bond is. Like this is the, you're taking it way too seriously. It's stupid. And like, I mean, I can kind of get it if you grew up on something and somebody changes it to something completely different, but like fucking good movies. Like, I don't know how you can get around that. It's just (laughs) Just don't make Bond black. (laughs) Whatever you do, (laughs) don't make him black or a woman. Yeah. (laughs) I will literally melt. <laughs> I will become a 007 villain if that happens. That was sarcasm, snowflakes, you fucking assholes. <laughs> you get me fired. Sarcasm. But really, don't do it. Yeah, but seriously. <laughs> <laughs> Unless it's Idris. Um, yeah, and then we cut into this colorful Chris Parnell intro song. Who cares? Whatever. Yeah. Audio Slave was big at the time. Honestly. These intro songs show the tits. Okay. <laughs> I'm sick of all these like sexy silhouettes. Show the tits. Move on with our lives. That's what I want. 
it's such a weird tradition with these movies. It's just like, they're always, they're always kind of weird and off putting. And like the songs are sometimes okay at best. And like Mm -hmm. that, like, can we just move on from this? Can we just accept that this isn't like, this isn't 1970s anymore. We don't have to keep doing it. We don't. Tradition. Exactly. They're going to continue to do it. It'd be like starting a Star Wars movie without the, uh, the scroll, even though they've done that. So that doesn't work. I want them to do that. I never. I don't go to the movies to read. <laughs> Came to the movies to see some tits on a big screen. Exactly. <laughs> Actually, when I'm just thinking about it, maybe part of the reason for the black and white is just because they then transition into like the most colorful colors in that song. So maybe just kind of mm. show the contrast there. His his blue eyes in that intro are it's just a so little blue. much. It's yeah. a little much. Yeah, agreed. Then we uh, cut to Uganda where the mysterious Mr. White introduces these terrorists to the bad guy banker, Lee Sheaf, who uh, tells the terrorists that he will launder their money into the stock market and make 100% return on the investment by betting against a company that they plan on destroying. The thing is, this shit happens in Africa, like all the time. Shit happens here. Uh, no, I, I know it does. <laughs> no, no, but it does. But no one gets no one gets shot in the face. Oh, That's yeah. the difference. Like in Africa, yeah. they're just like, oh yeah, there's a, a there's a competing mining company over there. Let's shoot the CEO in the face. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I also didn't I realize think- that Mr. White was in this movie so early. Yeah, because he's just kind of like a faceless dude. Like you don't really pick up on it. Right. They really yeah, set yeah. up the next movie like hard in this movie. It's pretty funny. It's never never a good thing when uh, it, I mean like whatever 17 year old me did not understand what shorting a, a stock was. Now that I do, it's like, well, that's never good. Yeah. Some white guy's <laughs> shorting a stock. That's probably a bad sign for everyone else. <laughs> there goes, there goes the housing market. Oops. <laughs> well, at least somebody oh. made money off of them. Good for that guy. <laughs> yeah. Right. Good for that terrorist. Well, you want to know what? I still get my bonus. <laughs> not my problem. Yeah. <laughs> it didn't affect my stocks. I fucking sold them beforehand. Uh, <laughs> exactly. Then we have this awesome parkour chasing scene in Madagascar where Bond tails this bomb maker to an embassy, which ends with Bond shooting the bad guy as well as a nearby gas tank, causing the building to blow up. Then he finds a bomb in a cell phone in the terrorist bag with the message ellipses. Bam, bam, bam. Ellipses comes back later, folks. Yes, it does. <laughs> So Tim, your comment earlier about like the during the fight scene not having that much will to live to to that that was my feeling watching this chase scene. There are no circumstances. Can you imagine running that hard for that long? There are no circumstances where I would make that much effort to get someone or to get away. Running that like, high, running me with like with like a, an axe to chop me in the head and be like, you know what? After like two minutes, be like, I'm done with this. Fuck it, just do it. This is too much. <laughs> I feel, right like, here. I feel like if any three of us were that the guy being chased by James Bond, that scene would end with we started running, looked back, then turned around and bumped into somebody and then <laughs> fell over and it was over. That was the chase scene. And it probably would have covered maybe 25 feet. I don't even know if we need to give ourselves that much credit that another person knocked us down. Just the act of turning around would probably disorient us enough to like our feet would tangle over each other. Right. 
Yeah, we would like fall into yeah. a mango stall like in Madagascar and there'd be like Tweety Birds around our head like tweet. You know. No, the, that snake would have just bitten us all. That's what would have happened. It would have ended right. with us just getting killed by a cobra in a pit with a hundred people watching. We'd be like, God How damn. About- we really mis- miscalculated again bringing this guy on the case. <laughs> How about the fucking nerd? How do you get that assignment and you're still putting your hand up to your ear to listen? Mm-hmm. I mean, God. Dumb, dumb. Carter, yeah, dumb, dumb. That's actually, I have dumb, dumb exactly. That's <laughs> in my notes. Dumb, dumb. <laughs> Hell of an action sequence, though. I mean, the guy, he's Curious. like running up buildings, jumping off massive cranes. And like, this is also like when you realize that Bond is just like a swinging dick bulldozer compared to all the other Bonds. Like, this guy's doing super awesome parkour shit and then Bond's just like running through drywall. Just like yeah. cutting, yeah, cutting corners whenever cool. he can. Because Daniel Craig is built. Yeah, D- he literally drove a bulldozer at one point during yeah. the scene, didn't he? Mm-hmm. Yes, he yeah, did. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, he did. <laughs> so cool. That was really awesome. Was this like the peak of when parkour was cool online? Yes, this is kind of when it, yeah, when it got big. But it this, was, yeah. this dude who's doing all this parkour shit was like one of the inventors of this type of parkour. Oh, was he? Yeah, which is pretty cool. I mean, he'd have to be. He's fucking insane. It's, it's. I cannot believe a human being can do that. I mean, I know it's kind of right. corny now, but still, it's just like, how the fuck is this guy climbing up a wall like twenty feet? Like, like you're the human. Way he's like jumping down the stairs. Like, yeah, fucking insane. Yeah, how are you not breaking your ankles like we would immediately <laughs> falling down the stairs? Like, oh fuck! <laughs> he was like the alien, the opening scene of Men in Black. He was. He really yes, was. Yes, he was. Also, this action sequence took six weeks to film. You gotta love big budget movies, man. Practical <laughs> effects too, man. That's that's a big yeah. part of it too. Right. Yeah. It was worth it. It pays off. It's so good. It's one of the yeah. best action sequences of like any movie. It's it's so fucking good. Yeah. What yeah. a way like great way to start a movie. Um then Bond breaks into his boss M's house using uh, her laptop. He tracks a cell phone call to the Ocean Club in the Bahamas. Then M arrives home, chews Bond out for not bringing this bad guy in alive and uh, causing an international incident in the papers. And then she puts him on temporary leave. I mean, Emma's probably right here. Like, you're not being a very good secret agent when you're in the when you're in the news. Yep. And um, I feel like any boss would probably frown upon you breaking into their house. Agreed. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I I will say I think there's like a 99 percent chance, given M's age, that her password was password. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. Or there just wasn't one. (laughs) Just just open it up. It's just already open. open, Her password was enter. Yeah. Just hit the enter button. There you go. (laughs) Yeah, so Bond, he just ignores everything that M says. He heads to the Bahamas where he rolls up to this hotel in a super sweet 2006 Ford Focus. Oh, my God. I did like that. (laughs) It's fantastic. I loved it. Super sweet Ford Focus. Yeah. I remember... (laughs) That was definitely like product placement. And I remember just thinking like, wow, this whole Bond car thing, like <laughs> Bond car connection just really gone downhill here. <laughs> instead of like, instead of like, well, you know, the, the Aston Martin DB5 comes back later, but it's like, instead of this like awesome Aston Martin, it's a, it's a, a sensible economy car. <laughs> yes. Yeah, exactly. Yep. I do love the I do love the the humor though, where like the guy the guy just assumes he's the the, uh, valet. the valet the valet throws yeah. him the keys, and then like later on we see him again at the bar, and he like recognizes Daniel Craig. It's it's kind of like an ongoing joke there, which is like it's weird in this movie, but it it's funny. Yeah. 
Well, it's even a joke. Funny. It's even a joke with the car because they first show Bond just driving with the steering wheel, and then they pan out and they see it's just the shitty Ford car that he's driving. Right. Exactly. <laughs> So uh, Bond, he's able to ID the person on the other end of the phone who turns out to be a Greek official named Alex Demetrius. So he uh, cases him out from the ocean where we get this iconic shot of Bond and his nut-hugging Speedo. Oh, my God. If you didn't... Audience, if you did not cream your jeans when he came out of that water, I'll tell you what, you're not not alive. You're not alive. (laughs) In all honesty, this was... All right, this this is the scene with Halle Berry and the the Bronson. Uh, what's it? What's his name? Pierce. The, yeah, Pierce, Pierce Bronson. Bronson. Mm-hmm. It's very reminiscent of her coming out of the ocean in in her movie. Yeah, yeah, which is also an homage to like one of the other Bond movies from like the seventies or sixties. Oh, was it really? I didn't yeah. know that. All right, all yeah. Right. Dude, I'm yeah. telling you, I was like Nathan Lane in the Birdcage. <laughs> he came out of there like oh, oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> my, my word. <laughs> So and then a little bit later, Bond plays Demetrius in poker, where he wins this 1964 Ashton Martin with trip aces, and then he blue balls the guy's wife for information that night. <laughs> oh my god, that's the that's the least Bond move ever. In Sean Connery's time, he would have fucking busted a nut in 30 seconds mm-hmm. and been like, "Boy, play a letter. What's that? Play a letter. Huh? He's running away. Yeah, <laughs> or he just slap her." Leave. I mean, this is my apart. This is my hotel room. Get out. Yeah, that's that's more Sean Connery esque. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then this leads the Bond and the Greek getting into an intimate staring contest to the death in Miami, where Bond knifes the guy, takes his phone, seeing the word ellipses once again in the text box, which we'll then soon learn is the passcode to get into the restricted area of the airport. So body worlds. At, at Miami, do you notice yeah. that as well? Yeah. Weird. I don't know if that was product placement or what, but this move, like between between parkour, Texas Hold'em being the most popular mm-hmm. thing in the world, and Body mm-hmm. Worlds, this is like this movie is like a time capsule. It really is. It really yeah. is. Yeah. <laughs> it's super trendy. It's super trendy of the times for sure. Only thing we're missing is a flip phone. Right. That's true. That's true. Gonna Razor Seven. The Razor. I was yeah. just thinking that. Or, yeah. Or a, uh, what is it? What was it? A chocolate? <laughs> what the fuck those things were called? <laughs> My God. Yeah. Forgot about those. Cutting edge. Great <laughs> cell phones. I was just shocked. I mean, think about, look, let's just think about his travel day. Got to the Bahamas, decided at like 9.30 p.m., oh, I got to get to Miami to go to Body World to follow this guy. I mean, dude, I'm sorry. By the time you get through customs in Miami, it's like three in the morning. Yep. <laughs> You're not getting to Body World, but. No. Speaking of, too, do you see, you guys uh, see the little cameo, too, with Richard Branson getting sure did. body sure checked? Did. Yep. yep. He needs to get that did fucking you? stock up. He uh, he got that cameo in exchange for providing a plane in Prague for production. Mm. Mm. All right. That uh, works. Pr- pretty pretty stupid cameo trade-off on his part. He got, like, <laughs> a half a second with him yeah. holding his hands up. Yep. Getting frisked. Why would he want it? What? Why would he have wanted that? Because he's fucking. He's a billionaire. What else is he gonna take? Mm-hmm. That's a good point. <laughs> yeah. And then also, so M calls Bond, tells him that uh, Lee Chief hired this henchman to blow up this new jetliner in order to uh, tank the company's stock, which leads into this big action piece where the bad guy places a bomb under a fuel truck and heads towards the jet. But then Bond jumps off the roof or jumps onto the roof of the truck, kicks his way into the cab like Indiana Jones. 
has his head inches away from the concrete. Then he's able to unhook the bomb from the bottom of the truck, hook it onto the bad guy as he jumps out and uh, stops the truck just feet away from the explosion. And then the bad guy calls the bomb in, which is attached to his pants, and he explodes. Another kind of... It was almost like a, uh, I kind of, I had to laugh. It was a laugh out loud mo- moment for me is when, when he's like, he's hanging out of the truck precariously like inches away from death. And like, he just happens to notice the bomb hanging from a keychain. He's like, oh, <laughs> like the look that he has on his face is he's yeah. like three inches from scraping every like inch of skin off his face. And he's just like, oh, hmm, that's interesting. Oh. Bond is the luckiest man in the world. <laughs> it's literally just the luckiest man in the world. Also real sinister smile too when he blows that guy up. Again, just showing that this guy just likes killing people. Oh, he's yeah. a sociopath. Yeah. He's a serial killer. Yeah, <laughs> That's it, what he is. You gave a serial a ser- killer a license to kill. He's a serial killer, and he just does it for a government. Yep. Which I'm sure, like, most governments have. Oh, yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Also, uh, the, the guy who was driving the gas truck who gets his uh, neck snapped was the director. Oh, really? Oh, really? Wow. Yeah. That's cool. All yeah. right. Fun fact. This is another really good scene. I mean, like... Driving around the airport, that I mean, that was a great car chase scene. Mm-hmm. So good. Could you imagine how much choreography had to go into that whole fucking? It's it a had lot of to fucking be. work. Yeah, it had to be. Think about how meticulously had to be planned. Yeah, and you only have so many hours of the day to do it on an airport before they have to like open the airport back up. Right, that's true too. Right. Yeah. Yeah. They don't have, there isn't like just like a fake airport somewhere in LA that they can cha- film these things on. I guess they, they just filmed assume. it in like six different airports, <laughs> like around the what? world. Apparently, shit. They didn't, they didn't what? film it in Miami at all. Oh, oh I couldn't That's imagine so... they'd film it in Miami. I bet yeah. they would have, they probably found like an air, like a private, you know, runway somewhere. Yeah. yeah. I yeah. could see that. I could see though, even just like, you know, they know they can only get like an hour at each airport. So they, they like, they get, they film a portion at each one. That kind of makes sense. Yeah. Uh, sorry, getting hot in here. Um, then we cut back to the Bahamas. Yeah, so then he goes right back to the Bahamas the next day, uh, where <laughs> Bond and M learns that Demetrius's wife was tortured to death. Then they inject a tracker into Bond's arm, and uh, they also learn that in order to pay the terrorists back, Lee Sheaf has organized a high-stakes poker game with the winner taking home 150 million. Oh my God, that Greek guy's wife was a smoke show. It's disappointing that she died. It sure yeah. is. Mm. And Bond did not give a shit. Nope. Mm-mm. That was like the most cold part of the movie too. He, she, <laughs> like you, you like M kind of like prodded him being like, do you care about anything? And you kind of, I kind of expected him to be like, like be a little emotional or like, you know, show something. And she, he was just like, no, no. fuck her. <laughs> she I was a pawn in my game. <laughs> she was a fly in my web. M. She, <laughs> She died a hideously painful death for something that I it like pulled her into. Plus, so fuck her. My only regret is I didn't get my nut off. <laughs> Jesus, James. What the fuck? Oh, hold on, let me look at my pants. I actually, I did. I have no regrets. <laughs> I just did. Never mind. You can take her away now. <laughs> I'm done with her. <laughs> Wait. Let me see the body again. Oh God! Why? What? Do, what do we get ourselves into? <laughs> Why did you bring the body back? Does anyone realize how gross this is? <laughs> Again, though, show him that he's a fucking psycho. She's, you know, she's talking about uh, Lee Sheaf, and then Bond goes, "Do you want a clean kill or send a message?" To which M says, "I want him alive." <laughs> he goes, "Alive." Spell that for me. What's the, what's the origin? <laughs> I don't know mean? what that is. Yeah. 
I don't understand. I also thought this was kind of funny. Like, this is one of the few scenes where I thought it was just kind of a miss because there's just like Bahamian cops running around and then there's just like all these British people. I'm like, what did you tell the Bahamian cops? We're from MI6. Like, why are you why are you permitted to be there? Yeah. On this on this crime scene. That's true. That is true. Like, oh, this person's dead. It's a murder investigation. Ah, eh, don't worry. The Brits showed up. They got it. Yeah, I mean, they're in the Bahamas. She's she's an older, rich-looking white lady, so they're probably just like, she must be in charge. <laughs> and that's her bodyguard right there. That psychopath with the blue eyes. <laughs> he did it. He definitely did it. He definitely Let's killed that woman. Away. This Let's is the cover-up. <laughs> yeah, this is the cover-up. But yeah, we're not going to really question <laughs> The guy stole his car, beat him in poker, fucked, and then killed his wife, right? This is what happened? I mean, hey, he's... He's driving around in that guy's car. I'm an international man of mystery. <laughs> you know, we're, we are making a lot of assumptions here. He he told the waiter that the champagne was for one. He, mm-hmm. We just assumed it was for her. It could have been for him for him <laughs> after he killed her. That's a good point. <laughs> it's like American Psycho with Christian Bale just smoking a cigar after he just like fucking axes, uh, what's his face, to death. Right. Yeah, exactly. Just in there just... <laughs> All right, yeah, then I also... Off, I stumble for you. I stumble <laughs> for you. <laughs> the B-square. <laughs> yeah. uh, and then Emma signs Bond as a poker player since he's the best in the service. And then uh, we're introduced to Eva Green as Vesper Lind, a British treasury agent who's been sent to watch over Bond and also be his sugar mama for the poker event. Oh, my God. I loved it. I loved it. Yeah, she's looking like a babe in this movie. She looks real good. Mm-hmm. A real babe, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I don't like she, she what else has she been in? I could have I know I could have done this, but I mean, we're we're going to talk about it. What I don't uh, really Bill, know. she died at the end of the movie, so probably not much. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, I'm such a dummy. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously, bro. <laughs> Watch the movie next. <sighs> I'm I'm watching it live just like you did with RoboCop. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I don't know. She's been in some Tim Burton movies because she's dating Tim Burton now. She's she's good. She was good in this. That was the thing. Like I'm watching this and be like, I, I never knew of her when I watched this movie the first time, and I still don't really know of her. Like I don't really yeah. understand. Yeah, no, she's good. Um, I I like to the Bond the joke that Bond makes when they're in the car that um her uh he says that her code name is Stephanie Broadchest. <laughs> that was hilarious. I loved it. I loved it. <laughs> That would have got. That would have been like on the headline of Slate nowadays. <laughs> <laughs> Is James Bond misogynistic? It's like yes. Have you not yes. seen the entire franchise? <laughs> Fucking James Bond. Of course he is. Yeah. <laughs> That's all he does. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck bitches and leave. <laughs> all right. So then Bond, looking dapper in his new tux, as we begin the Hold'em event, where Bond picks up on Lee Sheaf's tell. And also uh, plants a tracker in his inhaler during the first hour break. Meanwhile, Lashif gets ambushed in his room by the uh, your can't how do I Uruguay your your Guinean what do you, how do you what, Ugandan what is that? Ugandan that's it yeah that's how I spelt it too I just can't read U G A N D A N Ugandan God damn it yeah the Ugandan terrorist from the beginning of the movie. Then they ambush Bond in the hallway after they notice he's wearing an earpiece, but Bond's able to throw one of them downstairs, choke the other one out to death. And then uh, after the first night of the poker match, Bond finds Vespa sitting in a shower, shell-shocked, 
So he sucks on her fingers, which apparently makes her feel better. <laughs> that was so weird. So weird. Easily Why? the weirdest thing in this entire movie. <laughs> Why? Yes. Like, he's cleaning the blood off of her fingers, which isn't really there, but she's having, like, a mental breakdown, so she thinks there's blood in her hands. So he sucks her fingers? Trying to shock her even more by just sucking her fingers? He looks like a young Bill Dooley after eating buffalo wings. (laughs) (laughs) Young. You haven't seen me eat buffalo wings lately. That was, I mean, it wasn't quite aggressive enough, really. That is an apt description, though. Oh, yeah. Like, he went... He went like to the base of the, the, he went to the bottom knuckle, you know what I mean? Right. On those fingers. Whoa. Breaking with those front teeth. You got to get all the meat off the bones. Mm-hmm. Go the bones they didn't, there. I mean, <laughs> man, I'm hungry. <laughs> they didn't need to cut scene to the end of that where she was like, did you just suck my fingers? <laughs> what the fuck was that? This is way weirder now. <laughs> so... Apparently, in this, like, initially she was supposed to just be naked in the shower, and Bond thought, mm. or Daniel Craig suggested that she still wears her dress because it would make it, first of all, it would make, you know, Eva Green feel better, but then also, like, her character wouldn't take her clothes off. She'd be in such shock. So I feel like it was kind of like a one for you, one for me. When <laughs> he's like, no, no, you can keep your clothes on, but I'm going to suck your fingers. <laughs> I'm going to suck your fingers. I'm going to suck them fingers. I'm going to suck them dry. Very, I, and I just. <laughs> I can't understand, you know, when they're making, like, editorial decisions. The scene was good. It fit. Everything worked. Except, like, you could take that, like, three-second piece out, and it's still perfectly yes. fine. Yes. It's so weird. It's really just have her weird. go. Just have him go into the shower, sit next to her, and hug her. <clears throat> right. And like, show scene. him getting wet in his suit. Like, it's a, yeah, like, he's doing a yep. whole thing. Yep. Works. Fine. How many suits does this guy have, by the way? <laughs> he fucking, he... he his first suit was covered in blood. Yep. Second suit's now fucking wet as shit. <laughs> Does this guy have like eight tuxes prepared for this goddamn thing? All of them, all of them tailored by Eva Green, who was able yeah. to size him up. That was something that's kind of, I don't know, a little... Look, James Bond is an absurd, like, super agent that can do all these kind of stupid things, like the the way that he the way that he can read people. It's all a little over the top. And then here comes an accountant who can apparently do all the same shit just as well. Like when they're right. on the train, they kind of go dick to dick, like measuring against each other, and like Eva Green like nails him to a T, and like and then she apparently can size him perfectly in a tailored suit just by looking at him. It's like, eh, you know. Like, I know it's a movie, it's all over, it's just, that ended up being a little too much for me. I don't even know what my waist size is for jeans. <laughs> for <Dude>. me. <laughs> I know two measurements about clothes. I know length of the leg and the waist, right? Like, all the other measurements that it would take to, like, size a tux, no fucking idea. Literally what every you, time What those I are go- even called? Like every time like I go buy like a suit or, or not a suit, like a, even just like a button down and it has like that number, it's like 15 and a half or 16 or something. I don't, what the fuck's, I don't know yeah. what this is. What am I, large, medium, small. What do you, what are you, what are these numbers? Get this out of here. Right. Al- exactly. Also it's Daniel Craig in this movie. So it's like, okay, five, nine, 180 pounds with like a size 19 neck like <laughs> with humongous <laughs> traps. Yeah. Right. It's like perfect. Nailed it. Where did Make- she get? The tailor, they they were on the train, and then they got to Montenegro. Like, how did she go to this tailor? <laughs> I don't understand it. No, doesn't make any sense. I got I got to interject real quick here into this. Is that during the during the poker game, 
They took a break at four hours. What kind of soft pussy shit is that? <laughs> know, play the game. Yeah, you know, are right. we here to play games or what? Four hours. What are we going to take a break every 15 minutes or something? I mean, give me a break. Just, just up the ante. They play for two days, which is kind of weird too. I didn't, I never picked up on that. I'm like, wait a minute, they're playing again? Like, because like they go to bed, she goes to bed and he wakes up. I'm like, you guys didn't finish the fucking poker game. Yeah. Yeah, seriously. Yep. I, I you know what? I'm almost fine, but like, <sighs> look, go ahead. Get some sleep, you know, get three or four hours of sleep if you have to. That's fine. But I mean, four hours. Absurd. If you're playing mm. a game and you're into it, gross. Gross. I would be fear. I would have just sat at the table fuming, waiting for everyone to come back. <laughs> no, we're playing a game. You're, you're crumbling the cards, Mr. Dooley. Yeah. We need to take those. No. <laughs> you would have been like Lashif, who was like, oh, can we play cards yeah. now? Can I we play really cards now? actually, I, I felt like he was a much stronger character at that point. I understood him. <laughs> yeah. Made a lot of sense. Bill would have doubled down on Lashif, too. It would have been like, what are you talking about? You took like 30 seconds in the last fucking hand, <laughs> you piece of shit. Then you checked. <laughs> yes. How do you not know what you're going to do? You got the whole table to think. Fucking figure it out. Actually, if Bill was in this movie, it would kind of be a short movie because Bill would just eventually kill the chief for not <laughs> yep. playing the game right. And then like M would just, M and Bond would just be like, I guess the problem's solved. <laughs> there goes our only chance at the information. Finn. Yeah. yeah, we'll find him Thank next time. Thank you, I suppose. <laughs> so the next day, we're back in the poker game where Bond goes all in after identifying Lee Sheaf's tell. But it's a trap. And Bond loses all of his money. And Vesper refuses to give Bond the five million buyback money. So Bond, being the psycho serial killer that he is, grabs a dinner knife and goes after Lashif. But he's stopped by Jeffrey Wright, who's playing a CIA operative. And uh, he agrees to finance Bond in exchange for the CIA bringing in in Lashif. Which, I mean, let's be honest here. The CIA does not have a good track record in Bond movies. Never should have agreed to that. (laughs) (laughs) I love, I, I don't know how I feel about it, but when, when he, uh, Bond's like, what about the money? And the, and the CIA agent is just like, you think we care about the money? Like as a, as an American taxpayer, I was just like, Ugh, I do. Ugh, yes. Take the money, please. Please. <laughs> Fix the pothole on my streets. <laughs> love of God. Yeah. <laughs> also, I, I looked, I just like rewound it too. Um, this poker scene is long. It's 34 minutes from beginning to end from when they start mm-hmm. playing poker until it ends. I mean, and it's, this is the most stereotypical of like poker movie scenes. I feel like where it's just like, you see the hand and then someone goes all in <laughs> <laughs> and it cuts it like someone wins and a cut scene, see the hand all in. <laughs> it's like, there's never like a, a reasonable bet. Yeah. It's just like all in, push chips in, which like you would never do if it's all in because it, what are you just going to, no, you're not going to like push yeah. him in just to like bring him back if you win. So um, later on that night, so Lashif's girlfriend poisons Bond's dirty martini to which Bond flatlines in his 007 Knight Rider car, but Vesper comes to the rescue and resuscitates him. When he comes back to the table and has that, that one liner is so good. Yeah. That last hand nearly killed me. Fucking hilarious! That was good. Bravo. I think people clapped in the in the theater when when that happened. Uh, I, mean, I enjoy that one. Let's be honest. That's embarrassing for the chief. Mm-hmm. You know, you you fail to kill the guy, and then he comes back and zings you with a fucking uh, <laughs> with a one liner like that. Damn it! I mean, 
He kind of lost the game right there. He was 100% thinking about that one-liner later when he was slapping his balls. For sure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Nearly killed you, huh? You gonna want to be from my girlfriend? Huh? <laughs> <laughs> my weird, weirdly hot girlfriend? <laughs> Can, can I ask it? All right. Can, I got to ask a question here. So the whole purpose of MI6 winning this poker game is so that the chief doesn't get his money. The everyone, everyone that he's been funneling money from hates him and he has nowhere to turn. And MI6 is his only respite for like protection. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, that, yep. so then he has to turn for them and give them information. And that makes sense. Right. The CIA seems like they are there to arrest the chief. He says they're there to arrest the chief. The chief, mm-hmm. whatever. Why does he have to wait for the end of the poker game to do that? Is the poker game illegal in it itself, and that's what he's arresting him for? Because otherwise, mm. I don't really understand the situation. Yeah, they could just bring him in, and he wouldn't get the money, and then like, he'd be in the same position. Exactly. He loses yeah. the game in that same, right. same scenario. It's like, right. yeah, you, you financed a, a terrorist attack on U.S. soil. And they also suggest that he also like financed 9-11 earlier in the movie, too. Wow. Well, yeah. yeah, I feel like you just bring him in at that point, you know. Yeah, just just bring him in. <laughs> I didn't understand that. It made no sense to me. Maybe yeah. that's why it took so long to, uh, to arrest Bin Laden. They're trying to pull one of these things on, you know. <laughs> they kept trying to beat him in poker. Hold on, let him play some poker first on a yacht. God damn it, this Bin Laden is not playing any poker. How are we going to bring him in if he doesn't play the poker? He just keeps on going on vacations. Well, we should probably help him out with that vacation. Let's let's yeah. let's chip in. Yeah. <laughs> going back to the movie though, I did love the uh, the disorienting, fuzzy, shaky camera when he's getting poisoned and he's in the bathroom. I thought that yeah. was also really effective. All the bathroom yeah. scenes are great, except for the finger sucking part. <laughs> Agreed. Yeah. So then we have the final hand of the night where everyone goes all in. To which uh Someone either has like a straight or a higher suited full house, but then old blue eyed Bond flips his cards over and wins it all with a straight flush. I'm really glad that it wasn't like a royal flush because that yeah. would just been like the height of stereotype where it's just like yeah. royal flush, the best hand. <laughs> to which Mathis would have said that to Eva Green. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> no one can beat a royal flush. <laughs> all right. Thanks, Mathis. Yeah. I, I, know, I know. Thanks. All in means. They're going all in. <laughs> sit down means sit down at the table. 150 million in the pot. The blind doesn't mean that Bond is blind. He can still see. <laughs> Ava Green just turns to him like, are you? Are you okay? Are you okay? Are you having a stroke right now? That's a flashback. I'm sorry, my lady. <laughs> You're a good squirrel. So pen her head. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, he's like mansplaining to her about like how much money's in the pot. It's like, she's a fucking treasury agent. I think she knows how much money's in the pot. She's financing she's ac- it. Yeah, she's she a goddamn math. accountant. She, she can, can count. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then also the dealer gets a nice half a million dollar tip after this too. Oh my God. Could you imagine? Maybe you want to be a poker dealer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'd, I would absolutely deal at terrorist po- poker games if I got million dollar tips. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I did write down too, though. This is how, like all of us, how we used to always play <clears throat> poker. It's like there's always one guy who goes out way too early and then we just go back and forth until everyone just gets sick of it and we all just go all in at the same time. All all in every hand until somebody wins. Yeah. Yep. Right. Yep. <laughs> it's 
It's exactly what happened last time we all played. Yep. (laughs) So then after dinner, Vesper gets kidnapped. So Bond gets into his slick Ashton Martin, chases after her. But uh, he sees her in the middle of the road. So then he swerves out of the way, flipping the car several times. Idiot. I... Mm -hmm. Run her over. <laughs> yeah. Sure hit her. I don't know, Tim. The, hitting her could have done just as much damage to the undercarriage of the car. I mean, he <laughs> took a chance. <laughs> Actually, it's a good point, Bill. He, he probably might, was he, think, he definitely was thinking about the car, not her life. Yeah, he, he <laughs> might have been able to protect it. He, he like, there's a chance if he doesn't hit her that he doesn't flip the car and it comes out fine. If he hits her, that car is probably pretty fucked. Mm, right. So... I think he was probably thinking about the car. Takes it to the Aston Martin dealership. <laughs> uh, what happened to it, Mr. Bond? Ah, uh, you'll see. <laughs> her mangled body underneath. <laughs> Why is there a, a decup imprint into the hood of this car? Um, why don't we I not mean, talk about that? I'm James Bond. I mean, <laughs> yeah. This isn't the first time I brought this this car in with this problem. <laughs> Fix it. <laughs> <laughs> So then this leads into the immediately iconic dick and ball bashing scene where Elise Chief tortures Bond for the password to the poker earnings. So do do we think that this was just straight up like he, it's like a rope and he's whacking his balls with the rope or is there like a a spike in the rope? I mean, just a knot. I I think it's just a heavy knot. Yeah. I don't you don't know. like that? Man. I mean, he's 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 kind of like lassoing it around him before he before he smacks down on him. Well, I'll tell you what, you know, I think this is one of the times I'm glad I have a tiny dick. You know, <laughs> my dick would have gone through the other side. I think it's, he just would have been like slapping my ass, really. Yeah, like yeah, Clearly this is not working. <laughs> yeah, what, you should have been dead by me. now. <laughs> instead he's just like making a Kirby sound maybe yeah maybe maybe he was faking it that whole time could have been make it pretending the pretending the pain yeah yeah, yeah. maybe he has a hammer cock and like it was just hanging down there you know I mean I think the I think the understanding isn't so much that your cock he's hitting the cock it's that the testicles were hanging below the thighs Tim and he's hitting the ah. testicles I wouldn't hang that low. <laughs> I'm, I'm like a Roman statue, man. <laughs> Constantly look like you just got out of freezing cold water. I was in the pool. <laughs> Joke's on you. I got an acorn dick. <laughs> in, in all honesty, like there are people that pay to have this kind of treatment done to them, right? I mean, that's fair to say. This is this was oh, essentially yeah. porn to some people. Lee Chief yeah, yeah. probably paid for it. That's how I. That's how he got the idea. Uh, does he? Does he just keep wicker chairs around so that he can cut the bottoms out of them? Like, why is that chair just handy? Why is there like a heavy weighted waxed rope just handy? That's like, <laughs> is this something he does regularly? That's yeah, yeah. I think that yeah. was his little sex dungeon, man. Yeah, kink.com. <laughs> I mean, he was short of breath. He was he was puffing on that inhaler when he got down there. Like he was really (laughs) excited. (laughs) Again, why are you enjoying this so much? Come on. (laughs) (laughs) So, but then uh, we hear several gunshots as Mr. White, who was the broker to Lee Sheaf in the Ugandans in the opening. See, I said it right this time. (laughs) Nice. Yeah, Yeah, I learned. 
He storms in saying money isn't isn't as important to this organization as knowing who to trust. Then he shoots Lashif and leaves Bond alone as the camera fades to black. Just like no reason why you would leave Bond alone if you're Mr. White. Yes. Except they explain later, which we'll find out later. And I'm going to need that explained to me because it doesn't really make sense to me. But that's fine. We can get there when we get there. Yeah. I can just explain it now. Who cares? We've all seen this movie. So all right, she, let's do it. Basically, the deal is like, I'll give you the codes, but you need to let him live. Oh, uh, you're right. Okay. You're right. But the whole reason they've blackmailed her into this situation is that she's going to control the codes. How does she have anything on them? They could just say, give or give us the codes or we kill the person that you love. And then what is she going to, then she has to choose between Bond or the person that she loves. Yeah, or, or she could say no, and then they just don't get the money. Well, and then they then they kill both people, and yeah, they don't get the money. She's know. like, you're going to kill me anyway, so no, I'm not going to do it. <clears throat> Telling you, man, that will live too strong in a lot of people. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a theme of this movie. <laughs> yeah. You should, I theme of this movie, it's just like, learn when to just know you're dead and just die with dignity. <laughs> <laughs> just accept your fate. Yeah. Tim Tim wouldn't even be stoic during the cock and ball torture. He'd just be sitting there like, hey, can you just finish it already? This is pathetic. Please. Right. <laughs> Come on. I'm not going to tell you anything. I don't really feel like living anymore, so let's, let's go. wrap it up. Let's wrap it up. Yeah. Don't you have somewhere to be? <laughs> right. I have somewhere to be. It's called The Void. <laughs> <laughs> the shallow abyss of nothingness. He's calling to me. Please yeah. let me leave. Please. <laughs> uh, yeah, it, and again, like, I, the first time I saw this movie, I was like, who the fuck is this guy? I, like, did not remember who he was because he just is just, he does not have a recognizable face and he's not a recognizable actor. Like, it's they should have casted somebody that people knew. So you'd be like, oh, there he is again. Like, and Gary so like I was thinking um, Charles Dance. I think that would have been a good one. The guy from uh, the from um, Game of Thrones. Or, what's so oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, he's that mean worked, looking, yeah. you know, like he looks like a bad guy. They should have mm-hmm. brought him in. Or, or or it's Bond. Give him some stupid, like, give him a scar or something, you know, like it's something. Give him some. You know, what's confusing is like the, the next kind of, I don't know, the end to this movie is there's a guy who's got one clear glass and one dark sunglasses. And I'm like, who the fuck's this guy? Is this somebody you were supposed to know? Do that with this, with Mr. White. Then I would recognize him. Oh, he's the weird yeah. guy that wears a half a sunglass. Like, I don't know. Like, yeah, have call him Mr. Wear White. Like a, Make him a alopecia or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that worked too. Give him a, uh, an interesting pocket square that he always wears. It's like, oh, it's the guy <laughs> with the pink pocket square. Something, something identifiable <laughs> uh, instead of the like. Dick pocket square. <laughs> <laughs> and so it's just a 50 year old white guy with a crew cut. I'm like, all right. Like, he looks. Like a million other fucking Brits Wear, wearing a suit that he got from the men's warehouse. Like mm-hmm. it's it's there's nothing recognizable about him. Yeah, which I guess might be the point. If in reality, if, in which you're gonna be a bad guy, you just blend in with everybody else. You're so unrecognizable or so uneventful. But for a movie, you need to be a little more distinguished. I think. I, mm-hmm. I guess. I mean, I guess if you like, you look at it from that angle. It's kind because of, they kind of did do that recognizable feature thing with Lashif. But, like, it kind of turns mm-hmm. out Lashif is, like, the small fish. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, like, the big fish just blends in. And, like, yeah. that, I mean, it is interesting, but. Yeah. By the way, too, so this actor plays Mr. White. His name's Jesper Christensen. Excellent Wikipedia photo for the listeners at home. Just look that up. Fantastic. 
Are you going to look it up right now, Bill? I am, yeah. Okay. Jesper Christensen. Jesper Christensen. What a great name, too. Mm. I feel like he he belongs in, like, Deliverance or something. Wasn't he, like, the guy, the main guy in uh, Human Centipede? (laughs) Did you actually see that movie? No, I didn't. (laughs) He just seems like he would be, though. (laughs) All right. Wikipedia page. Back of his head. Yep. Just great picture. Great picture. <laughs> what a great pick. <laughs> <laughs> you can't see his face at all. That is, you know, I'll tell you what, that is a fantastic <laughs> left ear. Really top notch <laughs> left ear for an old man. Oh, God. Yep. <laughs> so Bond, he then wakes up in a hospital villa where MI6 agents tase Mathis for being the mole. And telling Le Chief about the poker tell. Followed by Bond having Vesper enter the passcode to the uh, poker earnings, which is her name. Bond wakes up to uh, Eva Green just like staring at him. And even Eva Green, I don't ever want to wake up with somebody staring at me. That is mm-hmm. not that is yeah. not romantic or reassuring. That is just like, the fuck? what the fuck were you just doing? Why were you just watching me sleep? Why are you so close to my face? Right. Yeah. No. It would have been different if her tits were in his face. That's mm. fine. That's of yeah. course okay. Yeah. Motorboating awake would be better. <laughs> oh my God. Could you imagine, fellas? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Doing it now. <laughs> so it looks like we're going to have a nice 007 happy ending with Bond retiring from duty and professing his love to Vesper as we see them kissing in bed and sailing to Venice and fucking in bed. So Vesper, she heads to the bank while Bond heads to get supplies when he gets a call from M saying that the earnings haven't been deposited. Oh, shit! Which means Vesper is the real mole and she's been playing Bond this whole time. He's heartbroken. Bond is heartbroken. Remember the scene where he goes, or like, doesn't he say, I'll kill her? Or like the bad guy says, I'll kill her. And he, Bond goes, allow me. Allow me. Yeah. 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 Would have been way better if he just then turned around and shot her in the forehead. (laughs) (laughs) Did did any of you catch like like leading up to that in in that in that sequence? They're kind of like alluding to the fact that they don't know the status essentially of Bond's dick and balls of whether they'll ever recover from the torture. They're like they're kind of talking about whether or not he's like a whole man or whatever's happened. Like she's going to love him now or what? Blah 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 that stuff. And then they're rolling around in the bed. And, like, he looks down at his waist and looks back up and gets this, like, half smile on his face. And, like, that's it the works. moment James Bond, yeah, exactly, got a boner. And yep. he was so happy. It's when he got his mojo back. It's like Austin <laughs> Powers too, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it is. <laughs> and then they, hey. the, the scene the scene they cut out, though, is then right as he finishes, just Eva Green just gets a bunch of blood in her face. <laughs> blood and bone for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> Took it like a champ, my love. <laughs> oh god. Okay. <laughs> Looks like you've got blood on your hands now. Is it too soon to joke about that murder? Too soon. Okay. Sorry, I don't know how to make jokes about murder. It seems nor- normal to me. You want me to suck in your fingers again? <laughs> I forgot you about feel that. Better. Actually, we're not going to be boyfriend-girlfriend anymore. <laughs> <laughs> so Bond, he uh, tails her to the drop-off spot 
He escapes various gunfire, um, shoots at the flotation bags that are keeping the building above water, which is just fucking nuts. There shouldn't be buildings they need fucking flotation devices with. But uh, then he kills all the bad guys, and then Vesper, who is uh, being held in an elevator, tells Bond that she's sorry. She locks the gate and commits suicide, all while Mr. White watches from afar while holding the briefcase full of money. What a prick. But at the same time, that's kind of like a, being a good businessman. You don't want to get too personally involved in your affairs, you know? Nah. Look like they had everything under control. Right. Just let I mean, those I think people he was, die over there. I think he was probably probably just hoping that like Bond, Bond was going to dive in as he did and then die under the building as well. It'd be a win-win mm-hmm. for him, really. Mm-hmm. Little does he know. I will say, though, no other Bond could pull off this... Um, like nonverbal range of emotion that Daniel Craig has after this, because he goes for like, you know, realizing that like the, the girl's dead, like he goes from, you know, just being upset to angry, like just everything on his face. I haven't seen this movie in like two weeks, so I forget how the, how the order of it is, but. Well, when, well, Daniel like, when Craig, he, he gets her out and she's unconscious cause she's drowned. She's, and, yeah. She's yeah. Dead. Yeah. And then he like, you can see him processing it like in live time of him going through like all the, all the ranges of it. It was mm-hmm. pretty good. It was good. It was good. I will say it, I kind of had another finger licking moment here, like, cause he's, he's giving her mouth to mouth and then like, it kind of lingers and it turns into a kiss. Like, and it feels like it was a little, ugh. A little weird. You, you figured out she's dead. Mouth to mouth isn't working. So then you make out with her. It's like, Necrophilia oh. Jason is what they call it, Bill. Yeah, that was, I just, ugh. We've already I, established she did this earlier in the Bahamas too. <laughs> <laughs> that is canon. That is a fact. Yes. Bond is also a serial killer necrophiliac. He's the hero of the movie. <laughs> and the psychiatrist from Lethal Weapon comes, starts talking to M. He's he's a disturbed person. He's a disturbed person. <laughs> she has like one huge chunk of hair missing from her head from just ripping it out. <laughs> yeah. He's extremely disturbed and ex- extremely erratic. Emma's <laughs> like, get out of here, you quack. Stop self-diagnosing yourself, you bitch. He's Get the best here. in the biz. <laughs> she just becomes an ornery American police captain. <laughs> You're getting knighted. Mm-hmm. So uh, M calls Bond saying that Vesper flipped in order to save her boyfriend and she made a deal to save Bond's life in exchange for the money and uh, that the trail's gone cold so we'll never know who did it. But then Bond sees that Vesper sent a text message to herself with the message for James with Mr. White's cell phone number. Mm-hmm. Ooh, so mm-hmm. James can get him back get him to wrap up the movie we have an aerial shot of this beautiful seaside villa with Mr. White getting out of his car answering his phone and asking who he's speaking with and blam gets shot on the leg and then we get the iconic James Bond music for the first time as Daniel Craig struts up to Mr. White and says the name is Bond James Bond so I gotta so Max, you were saying at the beginning of this that you you love the the third act of this movie. Is the third act of the movie basically from the end of the poker scene, uh, the poker on? Yeah, I hated it. Oh, I liked it. I thought it was good. Ah, I like. I have repeatedly over and over again. Why is this movie still going on? Why is this still <laughs> going on? Why? 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 What is this? This is terrible. Like. I hated it. It felt it felt at the same like simultaneously like drawn out and unnecessary and rushed and confusing. 
I, I, I liked it because it was a nice little twist. Like you get another, you get like the torture scene, you get another little action piece, you get a nice, like real good twist there too. Like compared to like the Dark Knight where you get the whole like NSA bomb on a boat, like that, like that third act is just like, I love that movie, but like that third act is just not that great. I thought this yeah. one was pretty solid. Uh, it, it kept me engaged. Like it, it, it flips halfway through. Like you think it's going to end well and then just nope. It, it's it's like a super long sappy love scene, and then and then it flips, and it's kind of interesting. And then like the again the, the the guy with the monocle sunglasses is confusing. Like he's it feels like he's supposed to be recognizable, but he's not. The action with like all the bullets, yeah. like the the firing, the shooting that that's going on there, just does not jive with the rest of the movie. It feels completely unrealistic to the like how he doesn't get hit with anything. Like I don't know, not none of, and then like the explanation of how she was trapped and like but saved bond from mr white and like that didn't work for me as i like i mentioned earlier like not none and then he and then he just finds mr white and and like that's the end of the movie so like it was simultaneously extended long like it could have ended before all of this and rushed and confusing for me you don't have to like it i I know i know i'm making i'm telling you i don't max you i don't need your fucking permission I don't need your goddamn permission, Max. I didn't like it. And I don't need your fucking approval, Bill. No, you do. I could have done it without everything after the James Bond coming out of the water scene. <laughs> I would I have just joined Bond it. just going for a dip. Could have done without everything before it, too. <laughs> I will say, though, like, I mean, that music does get you going, especially since you haven't heard it the whole time, that I mm-hmm. immediately then turned on the next movie. Which like picks up immediately after this one, right? It made it yeah. did make me that it did make me really want to watch the next one. I did not want I did not pick up with the next one right away, but I, like I, I'm going to because it, it that that ending with the music is fun. I didn't know that that was the first time that you hear it in the whole movie. That's yeah. pretty cool. That yeah, because nice. they they were basically doing the Chris Cornell song for like the the orchestral like theme song throughout the whole movie, which works. That was a good way to do it. Yeah, yeah. That just reminds me of playing Goldeneye when we were kids. I know. Mm-hmm. I need I need more odd job. Oh my god, odd <laughs> job jaws, man. Mm. <laughs> yep. All right. Time for trivia. Got a couple of them here. Henry Cavill, he was the runner up for Bond, but he was deemed too young since he was twenty two at the time. Henry Cavill is Superman. Yeah, it, could he be Bond now? I mean, he should. He, is he too old now, or I mean, is he no. British? Is she British? Mm-hmm. He is. He'd Aren't be fucking make, like Idris Elba. He would yeah, also he, be. Idris is fucking old though. He's like in his fifties. That's just like you're only gonna be able to do like one or two movies with him. He yes. kind of missed the window. That like they were talking about doing him like, doing that like a decade ago, and yeah. maybe it would have worked then. But Henry, Henry he, the only problem with Henry with Idris Elba having sex the whole time. <laughs> I'd be also Absolutely. okay with that. I mean, you also, we kind of already also have Idris Elba as James Bond as Luther. You know, I mean, it, it's not exactly the same, but it's close enough. I don't know. Fine. Like, yeah. uh, or just have fun with it. Just do a one off or do two real quick yeah. and then just jump into the next one again. I mean, they brought uh, Sean Connery came back for, um, <clears throat> for like the Thunderball remake in like 1983, same year that they had a, they had another Bond movie out with, uh, what's his face? Um, who's the other guy? I always forget his name. Roger Moore? Yeah. So the same year that they had a Roger Moore movie, they had Connery do another James Bond movie that was like out of canon. Really? 
Yeah. Oh, cool. I didn't know. Yeah, that. Never say never twice. I think is what it's called. Yeah. I feel like you with uh, Cavill or Cavill, whatever his name is, though. You like he he's almost too big. He's too like he would he would he's have big to, dude. He got huge to be Superman, and I feel like he stayed that big. You know, like bigger for the Witcher. For the Witcher, that's true. That's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, I he he'd have to he'd have to take a few few breaks off the steroids before uh, before becoming James Bond. Yeah, I just hope they don't do the Jon Snow guy. Definitely don't. No, they make, won't let him be Bond. Fuck that. Uh, is that something they're considering? I don't know, but he's British. <laughs> he's a British guy. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I mean, Rob's the Rob Stark guy would be a better fit. He would, but that also no. He's way too, yeah, he's way too Scottish sounding too. <laughs> the neighbor's Bond, James Bond. <laughs> what? James Bond. Get Gary Oldman in there. <laughs> but in the Churchill fat suit. Yeah. That'd be good. Uh, yeah, that works for me. Yeah. You will fight them on the bases. Oh, God, I got a kidney stone. <laughs> I'm going to fart real quick. <laughs> My voice sounds like I'm constantly have gas because I do. <laughs> Um, they also offered a role to Hugh Jackman, who turned it down because he was filming one of the X-Men movie. Hugh Jackman's also a little too big to play Bond. He's like 6'5". He's also Australian. Yeah, they've had an Australian, though. George Lazenby was Australian. The guy who did the one, Uh, the one movie, and then they brought Connery back in. Yep. He has a, I can't wait till we get to that movie. I love his story. (laughs) He wasn't an actor. He just conned his way into it. I love it. Yeah, he was like a, a model. Which uh, do you, do you know which X Men he was doing? Was it was it the first one? Two thousand six. It, was... it had to be the third movie. Which fucking sucks. It was terrible. God, that movie sucked. What a bad decision. Wait, was he was he a like Daniel Craig was their fallback in, instead of getting Hugh Jackman? Yeah. So well, Oof. Daniel Craig. So here's the next trivia fact. He turned the de- he turned the role down originally because he thought the series had just become way too predictable. So then I think they had offered it to a couple other people. Oh, I and see. then he read the script and he's like, and then he was, he was on after gotcha. he read the script. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, three Ashton Martins, each valued at $300,000 were destroyed for the car flipping scene. <laughs> Fantastic. The <one> car flipping scene. <laughs> $900,000 of cars getting destroyed in that scene. DB9s, man. Oh my God. They, they say that, uh, DB4 Zagato, DB5, then DB9. The top three Aston Martins ever made. Hmm. Stylish. They fucking destroyed three of them. Yeah. Amazing. Amazing. Mm-hmm. And then the last money. one. Yeah, right. And then back in 2004, Quentin Tarantino pitched his Casino Royale version, which would have uh, been in black and white, and it would have taken place in the 60s with Pierce Bronson as Bond, Uma Thurman as Vesper, and Sam Jackson as Felix. <laughs> the number the number of N bombs that would have been dropped in that movie. <laughs> yes. By Bond. Yeah. 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 <laughs> oh my god. That would have been That's so funny. fucking good. That would have been so goddamn good. Sam Jackson. <laughs> yes, they deserve to die, and I hope they burn it hell. <laughs> what does the chief look like? Is that him? Does he look like a bitch? <laughs> does Marcellus Kinda. look like a bitch? Why you treat him like a bitch? Uh, Samuel, I think you're kind of mixing up movies here. (laughs) (laughs) I'll fix you, motherfucker! (laughs) (laughs) Time for the box office game. How much does this movie cost? How much did it make? Jesus Christ. I don't know. Like, 
it cost $90 million to make and it made 2006. I don't know. Money, money is like completely different different now. Mm -hmm. Um, 2000, 2006, it made $400 million. Cost 130 to make made $320 million. So it cost 150 Wow. And it made six hundred and six in its original run. Holy wow. shit! <clears throat> yeah, pretty, pretty good. Of money. It was, it was the top at the time, and then I think Skyfall made over a billion. Wow. <laughs> Which again, yeah, so a couple of years later, like six years later, it's like the movie fucking the box office like doubled. It's insane. insane. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So in the United States, it premiered on November seventeenth of two thousand and six with a forty point eight million dollar opening finishing second so uh any guesses that uh for what finished first that week you guys are not gonna get it no no sunshine of the spotless mind <laughs> great great drew carey movie <laughs> great drew carey movie thank you bill <laughs> it, it, i mean again it works with the colored hair so yeah all right kind of halfway there <laughs> it, 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 it fell uh, second to uh, happy feet Happy Feet made $41 million. <laughs> Casino Royale finished in second place behind Happy Feet for five straight weeks. Oh, my God. It, ne- it was never, num- it was never uh, number one in America. People <laughs> love penguins, man. It $600 million, and it was second place to Dancing Cartoon Penguins. <laughs> directed by the guy who directed all the Mad Max movies. Really? Yeah. It never seems to amaze me George how yeah. different how directors can do such different movies. Yeah. Happy Feet and then fucking like Road Fury. It's like, whoa. (laughs) That is a contrast. Also, George Miller was a fucking doctor before he did uh, Mad Max. You know what, though? That's like cheating. Losing, like, kids' movies should win the box office every single weekend. And I now understand that kids will watch the same goddamn movie (laughs) 15,000 times. Mm -hmm. So, like... You know, you, they, so you, probably, you probably had parents. No, it ugh, no, it is not the I same. Do, yeah. You you probably had parents going there with seven year olds watching it for like the twentieth time in a row on week five. Mm-hmm. So yeah. that's that's bullshit. That's that's malarkey money. That that kids movie stuff. It's fabricated money. Yeah, that's cheating. It's inflation. Although it is a it is a cheaper ticket though. Oh, that's true. All right, mm-hmm. yeah. they're not mm-hmm. real people, so that makes sense. <laughs> All right, next question. Who was your favorite and least favorite in this? Mm. Ava Green's titties are my favorite. <laughs> <laughs> she looked great in that dress. Yeah. To which, like, Bond forgot what the uh, what the bet was. He's just like, I'm sorry, what? <laughs> <laughs> and my least favorite was uh, the short the short shorts that James Bond was wearing because I would have liked to see them taken off. <laughs> <laughs> Should have been a nudist speech. Yeah, mm. I think uh, I think Le Chef was my favorite character. He was he was just a good he was a good villain. Le uh, Chef, <laughs> like how Bill says Le Chef. Bort, 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 bort. <laughs> Le Chef. Le Chef. Le Chef. I don't know what whatever the fuck his weird name Le is. Chief. Le Chef. Le Chef. Um, and uh, the guy, the guy at the end that wore one sunglass and one regular glass, <laughs> he was by far my least favorite because I fucking mm. did not understand why there was this person who was meant nothing to the movie. Now he, he's my least favorite. Yeah, 
Mm, that's fair. That's fair. I'll say my favorite James Bond. He was, he was good in it. Um, and then my least favorite is going to be Mathis for just his mansplaining to Eva Green. <laughs> Mathis really got the raw end of the deal on this in this movie. He he did nothing but good. And even yeah. at the end, when Bond like knew that he wasn't the mole and that it was Eva Green the whole time, he M was like, "Well, at least it ex- exonerates Mathis." He's like, "No, does not. <laughs> you don't know that. You don't know that. We can't prove anything. He still sucks. I hate him." <laughs> don't you don't you dare tell me I was wrong. I'm grieving. Everyone did it. <laughs> All right, time for the Hold My Popcorn ratings. Prepare to be judged. What's your rating for Casino Royale? Hmm. I'm going to give this um, 80, 80 uh, short shorts um, bum, 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 bum. out of uh, 100 penises I wish I saw. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm going to stick with the theme of male testicles. Uh, and say, I'm going to give this movie two out of three crush scrotums. <laughs> I was going to say, this movie really affected you guys, but I guess it really affected you guys in different ways. Yeah. <laughs> Tim's like, more penises. Bill's like, crushing more dicks. <laughs> Accordion those dicks. And the nexus is penises. <laughs> uh, I'm going to give this two out of two. Which are the two women that Bond seduces who then die. Oh, that's true. He's not Ryan Hutstrake. Seduce me, James. <laughs> that'll, that'll sedu- if James Bond seduced me, it would be perfect. Because guess what? I would get to see James Bond naked, and I would get to die. It's a win-win. That is <laughs> a, a win-win. It's a win-win right there. Yeah. Yep. In, in order. Like, yep. Now I can die. <laughs> yeah. No. Actually, in the reverse order, if, it, if James Bond had anything to do with it. Yeah. Tim, you Tim want would me die dead first before. and then have sex. Yeah. No. Yeah. yeah. Tim's, Tim's, no. Honestly, it would probably be more like he'd whip his dick out and then piss on Tim's dead body. Yeah. <laughs> and I would, I would love that golden shower. <laughs> Seems like he's suffering some weird rigor mortis here. His, his penis is getting enlarged. He's smiling. Well, are you sure he's dead? He's definitely dead. I don't understand. He doesn't have a pulse. <laughs> I cut his head off. I mean, uh, well, so I don't know he, how he's getting aroused. He doesn't have a pulse, but it, somehow the blood is still rushing to his penis. It is still <laughs> engorging his penis. I've got another head. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Any other uh, comments besides? I'm good with Tim's, talk, ending, ending by talking about engorged penises. Yeah, That's right. fine with me. Just end every episode like that. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, that's the show. Check out our stickers. <laughs> you know, <laughs> what a pitch! Look at what, web, what website Look, can you get those on, Max? Red Bubble. Red Bubble. Go to Red Bubble. Buy some fucking stickers. Stick them all over the place. You can eat them. You can scratch them. You can sniff them. Put them on your forehead. Are they scratch and sniff? They Do can they be. Smell like that'd be great. I'd like them to smell like Tim's taint. They smell like plastic. I sell. A, I sell a scratch and sniff actually. On my taint. It's really just a, it's a wax strip that I rip off of my taint and then I put it in the mail. Is that on your OnlyFans? No, that's on the dark web. They don't allow that to be sold in the regular mail. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, <laughs> with that. <laughs> Stay tuned. We'll be doing GoldenEye next time. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Goodbye. God.
I almost actually just hung up on you guys. <laughs> I forgot. <laughs> <laughs>